Labor Day weekend. So I had to go to a guy who knows a thing or two about labor. Well, actually, I guess his wife would know more than he was. It's Andy Maslin. It's his triumphant return to the filibuster freestyle. What is up for my man in Tampa, St. Pete area, Sarasota, Florida? Get it out there. Living the dream, baby. And I will correct you. You were correct the first time. I actually know a thing about it, too, about labor. My wife was so drugged up, I don't think she remembers a thing. Boom. Plus, you know a thing about labor, because when I met you, you had about six jobs in the city of Worcester. All different. Yeah. You're a hustler. You're a, you're, a, you're a toiler. You're a laborer. You know all about Labor Day, man. Yes, yes, uh, And yes. so just today, really quickly, unofficial sponsor of the week, the Tampa Bay Rays baseball team, which had Bring Your Dog to the Park Day today, did they not? They did, they did. It was crazy. Um, I apologize to all the Red Sox fans out there as um, we were there rooting for the Rays. The Rays were winning. I left. The Rays lost. So clearly it's my fault. So therefore the Blue Jays gained a game in the standings, and it's on me. It's on you, but you know what? You're willing to take the hit, and so we appreciate that. I know how important of a fan I am. You're an important fan. I mean, literally, if you moved the wrong way during the 4 comeback in the ALCS, the Red Sox would never have won the World Series. No, no. Good thing we had you glued to the TV. Um, let me ask you this, my friend. What is the we, last time we talked to you, I believe, officially on the show was May. Um, so you've now been a dad for more than a month. Now you're looking at the four-month mark, right? Four or five-month mark yeah. here? How's yeah. it going? It's going good. It's, it's different. It, it, it gets, like, more fun now. Like, that first couple months, babies just kind of cry. Oh, yeah. And cry and go to the bathroom. Right. Now she actually smiles and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's good. We're able to do a lot with her, but it's, it, it's good. Nice. Um, so let me ask you, okay, well, that's good to know. I'm glad Emma is doing well, is what I want to say right there. Um, so you and I have a fun little task today. Um, well, two tasks. One, you are the commissioner of the Fantasy Football League for the pundits of the filibuster freestyle. Uh, we're going to do a draft tomorrow, Labor Day, maybe tomorrow evening. Does that work for you? That works. I have two other drafts, so I'll, I'll be a drafting machine. All right, so we'll, well, maybe we'll work that out, but I'll send, a, I'll send something out to the crew. But we're happy to bring in Dan Ruddle and my cousin, Mike Viano, who's yet to be on the show, but he is our new legal expert for the show. Uh, he is a lawyer. And uh, what I liked about his response today when I said, hey, you want to be our 12th? He said, what's the buy-in? And I said, it's a pride league. Winner gets to come on the show and tell me how bad of a host I am and make fun of the league. Loser has to apologize in the form of a freestyle. And he said, I'm in. So I like that he's game. Yeah, just send me, um, you know, send me their emails and I can just reactivate the league from last year and add the team. Exactly. And you know what? What we're doing right now, by the way, the reason I'm talking about fantasy football with you on the podcast live is our boy Roscoe P was down here and he said, if you're going to do the league, you got to talk about your fantasy league on the podcast. And what I want to point out is, one, Hey, everybody who's listening, how boring was that conversation Andy and I just had? Number two, Roscoe, the only thing worse than talking about fantasy football is talking about fantasy football in front of people who aren't in your league. So that's why we're not going to talk about the league much. That's all I'm saying. Well, I don't know. So some people will contend that the uh, Philadelphia Freestyle, other than the foreign listeners, only has 12 domestic listeners and they're all in the league. So, The good news is we've got a lot of foreign listeners, and I'm actually not lying. Anyway, the good news also is... You and I are here for a, a fun little segment, which is essentially 
Like we've all talked about, you know, what's the song of the summer? What's the song of the summer? But what we came up with was between the years of 1993, the summer, August of 93, through August of 98, that was basically the summer before I went into high school. And I'm a year older than you, at least in terms of grades. And you, before you went into college, was 99. So we got six summers. And what we're going to do is basically look at the top 10 top, uh, pop hits of each summer and decide which summer had the best top 10. Which, which summer had the best mid-90s rock and roll, pop, rap, music going for it? Can you handle that? Yeah, okay. I, I, I'm down. I've done, done some research. But now, last summer, we kind of decided that we didn't have a, uh, a summer a jam of the summer. Yeah, that was like a jamless... And, and I think it was you and, um, you, are, you and our friend Andrew Patterson. Correct. Had the, what was going to be the, um, the jam of this summer. And, and I think you decided it was going to be the Justin Timberlake correct. song. Correct, correct. I don't think it happened quite like you that. You know what's really funny is that if Roscoe P. hadn't gotten deathly sick while visiting me on vacation down here in Charlotte, North Carolina, he and I were going to talk about the fact that that song that he actually called did not blow up the way we all thought that it would. And you're right about that. What would you say was the jam of the summer? I mean, I, I was leaning towards this. There's something up by the Chainsmokers that's really blowing up. All the kids are into I, it. What's it called? I don't know what it's called. I don't even, I don't even know. Well, I if you don't know the name it. of it, if you don't know the name of it yet, it's not the jam of the summer. But I don't know if we have one again. No, no. It, I, I'm old and not into music, so. But that's the problem is when, when the jam of the summer happens, people who are old and not into music know Call Me Maybe. They know, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> sure, true, yes. You know what I think the song of the summer is? Whatever, whatever Ryan Lochte dances to first on Dancing with the Stars, because he's having the best summer ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, man, let's get into this. Um, what I'll probably do, and I know we looked at slightly different Billboard.com lists, but we're going to be close. Let's go through what I believe to be the top songs of the summer, the August of 93. We'll go in order to 99. I've already got some thoughts on, or 98, sorry. I've already got some thoughts on which year. This doesn't, this doesn't cut it. Uh, yeah. Sound good to you? Sounds good. All right, so, summer 93. Uh, you got UB40, number Can't one song. Can't Fall in Love. Can't Fall in Love. It's an, it's an Elvis, you know, it's an Elvis mix, a remix, sorry, a remake. Um, great song. Uh, you know, it's a song so nice that it was, it was popular twice, and that's cool. Huge hit. You got Whoop, There It Is. Uh was number two, which I'm, I'm not gonna lie, that song's still popular. At weddings that holds up. I think I think that that summer was the song of the summer. Like I was a little young. I mean, we were a little young back then. Yeah. But everyone was playing that song all the time. Yeah, Whoop There It Is has very. Like I said, it's still popular at weddings because everybody loved Whoop There It Is. In fact, my yeah. cousin Doug, who was last year's filibuster freestyle football champion, he uh he was like four when that thing came out, and he knew all the words of Whoop There It Is. Thought you knew. So I'm just saying. Uh, Number three on my list, that, and I didn't rank these. These were ranked by Billboard. They're a reputable company. Not like philbusterfreestyle.com. Um, Week by Sisters with Voices, SWV. I like yep. that song a lot. How about you? Yeah. All right, so you're in on that one. Uh, Janet Jackson, That's the Way Love Goes. You know, a good song. I mean, Janet Jackson's Janet Jackson. She's getting it done, right? Uh, Lately by Jodeci, which is the, yep. week, the week is so far, but I remember it. It was good. Number six that week in 93, which is a slice of Americana, even though these guys are Scottish, is the Proclaimers, I'm going to be 500 miles. And, like, 
I'm, da- I'm down with that song. I love that song. It comes on, you have to sing it. It really doesn't fit in the rest of the list, right. which is, just tells you how awesome the song right. is. Right. Well, I was going to say, it's 1993, and there were different choices in music, and um, that song, still to this day, if it comes on in a bar at like 11 p.m. or later, everybody's going to sing it, like you said. You said. It, it passes the pour some sugar on me test. So, you know, Roscoe P. likes to talk about, you know, you throw on pour some sugar on me at midnight in a bar, everybody's going to stop what they're doing and start singing. 500 Miles is pretty much in that, in that realm, I would say. And then, here's one of your favorites, Andy, by your boys Onyx, Slam. I, I feel that, my feeling on Onyx on, and Slam, that, that was the song that like every like white suburban kid, when he wanted to be like hard and tough and his parents told him he couldn't listen to something, that was the song of the summer. Yeah, Onyx, I may have listened to that entire record CD of Onyx, like, I know all the deep cuts. My buddy Tim McDonough used to play it in his bedroom, and we weren't allowed to, and he still did. I mean, totally. Slams huge. Even the name of the, even the, name of the CD was, was something... Uh, I don't think we can say it. it. Like, yeah, back at a... Yeah, yeah, we can't say it. Okay. Yeah, yes. Right. <laughs> okay, number eight was Knockin' Da Boots by H-Town, which I forget. It was fine. It was a good song. It was a good song. Yeah. Number nine by Robin S., Show Me Love. Solid, like, for the ladies liked it. Yeah. And then number ten... On my list that I found was If I Had No Loot by Tony, 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 which is solid. Yeah, see, I had that on there. One that I had on the list that I looked, like I said, we might have been just looking at, like, different weeks or whatever, because I was also going on Billboard, was uh, I Don't Want to Fight by Tina Turner. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had that on one list, too. So there you go. If we throw out any... I had that as... Summer 93 had... Now, if you throw in Tina Turner, and let's say you throw out, like, Knocking the Boots... You've got yeah. seven big hits with an eighth solid hit and two throwaways. That's a solid top ten for the summer. <laughs> that, that, that is. That, that, that is. I, I, I don't think it's going to win, but that's a solid song. All right, what's, what's your favorite song from that summer? Summer 93. August. It's, first week of August. It's probably going to be, uh, I'm going to be 500 Miles of Reclaimers. And then... Um, Probably sl- slam by Onyx after that, and in Whoop there it is. Yeah, like, I think the top it's three. Such a bad song, with the top three, like I'm gonna be 500 miles slam and Whoop there it is. Uh, gonna be tough to beat the summer of '93 in my opinion. I do think there's some other heavy hitters in the mix. This goes to show you how good music was when we were kids, by the way. But but that also tells you like like that 13 year old me, like 14 or 15 year old you. We definitely had friends like serenading like their their thirteen to fifteen year old girlfriends with "Can't Help Falling in Love." Oh no question. Plus, we had like, the reggae had the reggae vibe, so it was good for outdoors at the pool. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go to nineteen ninety four. We're a year older. We're a year bolder. Okay. Uh, the number one song on my list at that time in August was "I Swear" by the boy band All Four One. Do you remember? Okay, that I on my list they were two, and number one was Lisa Loeb. Uh, stay, I missed it. And she was my number two. So there you go. So that song's a slice of Americana. I mean, that song still holds up, too. Yeah. It's not my cup of tea, but I still know all the words because that song dominated the airwaves. So, all right, what do you have as your number three? Um, hold on, let me, I'm calling it up. Yo, number three was uh, Fantastic Voyage. Okay. Yeah, we definitely must just have one different week because I have that at four, and that number, now my number three was Ace of Bass, Don't Turn Around. Yeah, I had that, too. Okay. Do you have in there somewhere, Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Elton John? Can You Feel the Love Tonight, yep. And that's the Lion, that's the Lion King theme song, right? That's Lion King, Elton John. Yeah, so that's like a, that's like a Oscar-winning song, I think. Or the movie, definitely an Oscar-winning animated film. Okay, next. 
I'll let you say it because I think it might be your favorite song of the entire 90s. Uh, no, see, I know where you're going with that, and, and that's Regulate, Warren G. Yep. Um, great. And that, the thing is, I think Regulate and Fantastic Voyage really hit the summer jam song. You know, like, everyone knew the, the I Swear and the Lisa Loeb song. But, yeah, like, but these we're were the summer, summer jams. Jam. Right, right. Uh, you know, so, yeah, that was on my list. And then I had uh, Anytime, Anyplace by Janet Jackson. Yep, I got that, too. Absolutely. Uh, we, are, we already hit Don't Turn Around. Wild uh, Night by John Mellencamp and Michelle Michelle. That was a jam. That was a jam. Well, it was a jam the first time when it was our boy Van Morrison, and like, to your point, yep. they did a really good duet of it. So that's a, yep. a jam. And um, Functified. I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Did you say Functified? Yep. Yeah, by DeBrat, yeah. Oh, Functified's in there. And then I had back and forth from Aaliyah. I didn't realize Aaliyah yes. was even making music then. but Yeah, I had that. I put Functified in there instead of that song. And so, again, I'm, I'm looking at 94 with like, you know, what's your top three in that one? I'm probably, uh, I'm, I'm going Regulate, I'm going Fantastic Voyage, and I might even, see, I, I, I actually just screwed myself up. I was going to go Ace of Bass. Yep. Uh, just because that song always gets stuck in my head, but this song is "Don't Turn Around," not the um, "All That She Wants." All that she wants is the one. Oh, with the saxophone. All yeah. that she wants <laughs> is another baby. So I'll, I'll, go you know I'll, probably go, I'll, probably, I'll probably go Funkified. All right, so you're going with uh, Fantastic Voyage, right? Yeah. And I can get behind right. that. And you're going with Regulate. Regulate, which is, I mean, that song's that song might win it for '94 by itself. It's so good. Yeah. Um. If Michael Jordan was the best bas- basketball player in the world in 1993 before he started playing b- uh, baseball in 94, this song yeah. was the Michael Jordan of, of music in 1994. And then you said you're going Funkified? I might. I'm not, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going Lisa. I, I, no, you know what? I'm going 14-year-old me. i got to go I Swear. I love it. Let's 14-year-olds. <laughs> I, do, I actually think that I Swear might help this, this year win because we're going to put the top threes against each other. Okay. Let's go to 95. I think 95 is... is Really strong, okay? Yes. The number one hit of that week in August that I have, Waterfalls by TLC. Yes. In 95, I was looking at it, was like the year of TLC. Yeah. TLC was was getting it done all day and night. So Waterfalls, maybe one of their best hits ever, maybe one of the best R&B girl group songs of the entire 90s. Yeah, shout out to my girl Left Eye and my former softball teammate Andre Risen. Dude, how about that? You played. That's that's a fun little story. So <laughs> you you since you moved to South Florida tennis or so years ago, you've played yourself a lot of uh, intramural, if you will, or adult league softball, and yes. you've had some very interesting teammates. But to your point, Andre Bad Moon Risen was on your team, and no offense to you because you were quite a, a, a hockey goalie in your own right. But Andre Risen like won Super Bowl thirty one. So give me your favorite Andre Risen play to my softball team story, real quick. Well, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with, with two of them. I love it. Um, well, Andre, like, so, oh, also, um, it's not men's league softball. I'm taking the football route, and the people, all the people I know that play, like, men's league football tell me they play semi-pro football. Oh, boy. Um, oh, boy. That's, so, I'm going to say that's... I play semi-pro, semi-pro softball. And I'm going to say um, that fits in well with a lot of stuff, but that's great. <laughs> um, but, so, we were playing in a league oh. that had, like, limited – Limited home runs. Okay. So you and couldn't I, donk I, it. You couldn't just keep donking it. Yeah. You were, depending on the league, you either had one or two or three. And okay. we were in a league that had like one or two. Yep. Andre batted leadoff, and every game would lead off the game with a home run. <laughs> it's like, 
not not every game, but like more than once. Right. He, he let off with a home run. It's like you just used our home run on a solo shot. Yeah, it's like Andre. Next, we might we might need that when the bases are juiced, bro. Our next home run is an out. But then we were playing one day, and you know, like third or fourth inning, he comes up, and there's a guy on first in the shortstop looks at like the second baseman or whatever. He goes, "All right, got to turn two. And and uh, Dre looks at me, and goes. You think you're gonna turn two on me? And the guy goes, he goes, I don't care who you are, I got an arm. And he goes, I'll hit it right to you. You won't even get me at first. <laughs> um, so they, uh, he hits it right to the shortstop. The shortstop goes to second. Yep. As the throw's going to first, Andre rounds first and takes second. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, the guy single-handedly won Super Bowl 31. I don't think we have to worry about, uh, you know, I don't think we have to worry about him in the, in the semi-pro softball league. You know what I mean? Yes. But yet, to your point, shot went out, pour some out for left eye. All right. I don't, oh, I do remember this song. Number two that I had was Just One of Them Days, a.k.a. Don't Take It Personal by Monica. Solid hit. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember it. it. I don't know how it got to number two. I don't either. We, it was, must have been where, yeah, it's interesting. Our right, number three was One More Chance, Stay With Me by Biggie, which yep. one of Biggie's first radio hits. And, like, yeah. you know, it's tough, tough to go against Biggie. Here's another one. Wow. I mean, 95's a rocker. Kiss From a Rose by Seal. Yeah. Which 20 years later gave birth to an unbelievable Super Bowl commercial about Super Bowl babies. Like, Seal's the man. Um, I'm just saying... Isn't he Heidi Klum's like baby daddy like four times over too? Yeah, I think they they were together, and I think they just broke up within the past year. Well, anyway, Kiss from a Rose, total jam. Um, your boys all for one were back that summer with "I Can Love You Like That." Yeah, I don't. Rem- okay, I do remember that song. I yeah. can love you like that. I don't know all the words. <laughs> that one might not hold up to the top three. Okay, Mr. Boombastic, Shaggy, huge hit. Yep. Introduced the world to Shaggy. Um, definitely, definitely fits in the summertime jam no category. No question. Water runs dry. A little slow jam from boys to men. Uh, yep. You have a remake of Total Eclipse of the Heart by Nikki French, which I think might have helped the Dan Band decide to do that song for Old School, which may yep. have helped Old School be a hit. So you can't underrate yep. Total Eclipse of the Heart remake. Um, Brian Adams, I forgot about this one. Have you ever really loved a woman? Um, yeah, that, that was number one for a while, either before that or after. Yeah, that. I have it at nine here, but you're right. That song was very popular. Not his best work, but a good jam. And then finally, the number ten that I had was Blues Traveler's Runaround, which is a great song. Yeah, great song. I, I have that. I think we hit on... There was a Vanessa Williams song um, that I had. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's the hottest movie. But here's what I'm going to say about that one summer. I know we went by the top ten. Yeah. I was looking back, and this is how we do it by Montel Jordan was number one in like... April that year. Okay, so we'll that see. We'll see that that song is literally like like a summer jam of summer jams, and so I'm putting that one in. <laughs> okay. Because it has to be in. Uh, I mean, let's 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 try to figure this out. I mean, I feel and like. And also, just just so you know, um, that was also the summer that Hootie and the Blowfish came out with yeah. a couple of jams. Yeah. And I'm I'm working hard to get tickets to a Hootie and the Blowfish concert next week. But well, that's, that's a whole nother story. Well, just story. call your buddy Rob Tidwell. He's the lead singer. It's all good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so anyway, I'm thinking this is how we do it. I think I think maybe Kiss from a Rose. I think you got to. And then I think Waterfalls. Yeah, you got to do Waterfalls. Like, yeah. All right, a solid, right? I, I, you know what, though? If we're going summer jams, yep, yep, Mr. Yep. Boombastic has an argument. I, 
Uh, no. Yeah, but I think if it was the one that he did later, like the uh, "You're Shorty, You're My Angel," "You're My Doll," if it was that one, definitely. Yeah. You know, if it, if it was, um, it, it wasn't me. me, right? Yes. yes. This isn't even You're his right. best song. Don't put it in there. Right? Yeah. Okay, '96. We start to get really, really eclectic. Okay, this is this is this is who I have in the top ten. I have the, the Bayside Boys remix of Macarena by Los Del yeah. Rio, which yeah. is one of the bigger one-hit wonder hits of all time. Um. I've got Tony Braxton's You're Making Me High, Let It Flow, which I don't remember. I've got yep. the, the great Give Me One Reason from Tracy Chapman, which is a jam. Um, yep. I've got when I think summer jams, and I think going back to school 1996 style, I think The Crossroads by Bone Thugs and Harmony, for sure. Yeah, that, that, that was number one leading up to like where we went Dude, to. that song is dynamite. Like They should re-release that. It'd be the summer of 2016 jam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but then... We got How Do You Want a California Love with Tupac, Casey, and JoJo. Huge hit. Yeah. Huge yes. hit. You got Twisted by Keith Sweat. I don't remember that one. Here's one that I feel like if you like Whoop, There It Is, you love Come On, Ride the Train by the Quad City DJs. Uh, it was funny when I, when, I, when I looked at it, I'm like, what is that song? And then all of a sudden it like popped in my head and I was dancing to right. it. So. Come on, ride the train. And ride it. Ooh, ooh. I Will Always Love You Forever by Donna Lewis. I don't remember that one. You got Mariah. No. Mariah doing Always Be My Baby. Dude. Yeah, and, and Mariah had had a hit with um, Boys was it Boys to Men that year too? That was like the year of Mariah. Yeah, Mariah Mariah's had like three different years of Mariah, including when she sang in um, Love Actually. And like this is one of Mariah's big years. You're right about that. Yeah. So so all right, I, I don't know, man. I might have to go with Crossroads, Come On Ride the Train, and Always Be My Baby as the representatives. Crossroads. Yeah, Crossroads for sure would always be my baby. Yeah. Yeah. Darling. Wait, wait. Wait, did you not put California Love in there? Well, no, that's not the California Love you're thinking of. Um, oh, no, yeah. Yes, you're right. It's the one with JoJo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one's, and that one's good, but it's not, it's not going to, it's not top three. Yeah. Also, another one that was out that summer that I had on my list, it must have been a different week because I had a, like, number nine was You Ought to Know by Alanis Morissette. Oh, dude. That might have to take out Come On Ride the Train, even though it's a great song. Yeah. Because, like, Alanis, like, that whole record was popular. Like, you'll hear her name again. Yeah. So you ought to know. The song allegedly about Dave Coulier, Uncle Joey from uh, Cut It Out fame. Uh, Full House. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's a big... See, and that's very eclectic, because now we've got Alanis doing, like, angry lady rock. You've got Mariah doing her, like, R&B. <laughs> and then you get see me at the crossroads. I mean, that's good stuff right there. All right, we got Crossroads two, was a jam that two, year. I mean, that, that, that Crossroads hit lasted, like, that whole year. I was going to say, that was the song of the year 1996, I think. Okay, 1997 is unquestionably the year of Puff Daddy Sean Combs, okay? Yes. Um, but there, this, the, this year is weaker overall, but I feel like it also has, I mean, it's going to be tough to pick. This might, be the best, this might be the best one, and I'll tell you why. Okay, we've got I'll Be Missing You. By Puff Daddy, Faith Evans, featuring 112, which is the, you know, the tribute to Biggie Smalls passing away with the police sample to I'll Be Watching You. Huge song. Yep. Okay, you've got Meredith Brooks singing the song named after a female dog. I'm just going to say it. It's the name of the song. It's called yep. Bitch. And uh, I'm a blank, I'm a lover, I'm a cello, mother. Big song. You've got the original Bubblegum Boys from Mbop fame, Hanson. Yep. Mbop was a gigantic hit. Yes. Um, then, not to be outdone, we see the quintessential boy band, Backstreet Boys, with quit playing games with my heart. 
Big song, right? But there's more. Return of the Mac. Oh my God, it's one of my favorite songs ever. Um, yeah. And then these guys, Third Eye Blonde, you tell us what song that is because you love these guys. That, that, that's semi charm Life. Like, I saw that. I, I, like, our, our list is a little different on this. Yeah. But where you've hit all the one, all, all, all the good ones. Uh, like I said, Umbop wasn't in my top ten, but I had seen it. Yep. And also big that summer was uh, Wannabe by the Spice Girls. That song came out. That bit was big in like April, March or April. April 97. Absolutely. So you got Wannabe. Say You'll Be There on my list, which I mean, I, Spice Girls literally owned 97 as well. You've got Mo Money, Mo Problems by Notorious B.I.B.I.G. Yep. Puffy Mace. You've got Do You Know What It Takes by Robin. I, we can throw that one off the side. And then you've got another Bone Thug song, Look Into My Eyes, which I barely remember, but the other song was so big in 96 that you got to have a top 10 hit in 97. Yeah, and and, and I, also had, I also had Never Made a Promise by Drew Hill, but I don't, I don't remember that song. But, it's a, but, you know, Drew Hill, that's Cisco. Anytime you get Cisco, you're in a good spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like for this year, I, 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 I think just, just for me and you, we got to take Semi-Charmed Life. I mean, that song is great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think here, you guys. Here's the thing. I think I think sometimes when we fall into summer jams, we're all we're going to automatically go with like rap or hip hop, or and we can't because that that right correct. there is a summer. That, correct. I think you got to do "Wannabe" by Spice Girls. Yep. Um, and as much as I love it today, I mean, I love "Mo Money, More Problems." Drilling Three still plays "Mo Money, More Problems." Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like between "Return of the Mac." And uh, quit playing games in my heart and Mbop. One of those ones has got to get in here. Yeah. You you really think? I mean, I love Mo Money. We're going straight Summer Jam, right? Yeah. I'm I'm saying Mbop, and I hate to say it, but it, but yeah. this might be this this is. I don't know if this will be our strongest three, but this is definitely our strongest summer. Correct, correct. This summer is like every and again, I get it. I was a senior in high school. I just graduated high school. Like I'm in the wheelhouse. But that being said. I looked at 99. 99 is garbage. Which is why we stopped at 98. All right, let's get to yeah. 90, let's get to 98, which I also think is the weakest of the years. 98. Yeah. Uh, what do you have for your top song? Um, something by Brandy, the, the Boy Is Mine. Yeah, the Boy Is Mine, which was a very popular hit in 98, but has no legs. I could never even sing it right now. Yeah. Um, um, you're still, still the one. Still the one. Yeah, which still holds up. Big wedding song. All the ladies love Shania. Shania was yeah. that was back when she was doing the. Well, what do you think you are, Brad Pitt? That don't impress yeah. me much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, now. There's, 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 I, there I have uh, My Way by Usher. Yep. Yeah, um, yep. Good song. And then one of my personal favorites, it was always played at the Clark University basement parties, Too Close by Next. You're dancing yep. real close. We all know what we all call that song. We can't say it on the show because it's a family podcast, but. Uh, I, I, I honestly, I knew, I knew the song. But I didn't know it. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, what is that song? And I played it. I'm like, oh, that song. Yeah, it's like <laughs> when I tell that. people, like when I was telling people that when I was out in Arizona, I went to see Lit, and everybody's like, I don't think I know Lit, and I'm like, you know Lit, and they're like, really? And I, I go and play, you know, my own worst enemy, and it, it gets to like, da na 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 na. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I know the song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like three notes. Um, you had Ida or Ida, Idea, excuse me, by Sarah McLachlan. Yeah, that, that's not making it as a summer jam. <laughs> not a summer jam, but definitely a jam. You've got Mariah coming back with My All. You've got Come With Me, very overrated collaboration with him and Jimmy Page. Yeah, that, t- what, that, what was that? that was on like the Godzilla soundtrack. Yeah, so they sampled right? Cashmere by Zeppelin, and then just it was awful. Sorry, Puffy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Make It Hot by Nicole featuring Missy, featuring Missy Elliott. Elliott. 
And by the way, good song, not a great song, but one that's near and dear to my heart. That one's up to Roscoe P. I know he loves that song. And then one more I don't know here, Crushed by Jennifer Page. And then a good solid slow jam, All My Life by KC and JoJo, which is a jam. Yeah, um, but I think probably one of the reasons that a lot of these songs are kind of overmatched for that summer. Yep. Um, Getting Jiggy With It came out, Will Smith came out and like uh, was number one in March and April. Oh, uh, there you so That's the song. Okay. So what you so did, that was what you got to put up is what you got to put that song up. Getting jiggy with it, and then and then a slow, uh, uh, you know, a, a dark horse, which was number fifteen this week, and was moving up was Ghetto Superstar. Oh, that's better too. That just made this year so much better. Um, great song, great song. ODB Praz and our girl Maya. Um, yeah. And if any of three of them want to be on the show, and I know I think at least one of them is dead, uh, we'd love to have you on the show. <laughs> um, maybe not you, ODB. Not so fast. You're no longer living. Pour some out. Okay. So I don't know. I, I, I'm going to put too close up there. I know it's all hip-hop. I don't care. That's actually when yeah. Hop Radio started going very, very R&B and hip-hop, which is totally yeah. fine. That's Julian Three's made a living doing covers of those songs. I'm just saying. Shout out to Uncle Jeff at Bottoms Up. Um, yeah. All right, so let's do this. I just think that even with getting jiggy with it and get a superstar and too close, I think '98 just is out. No, I'm going. Uh, I, I'm right now in my running. With my definite two of my top three are ninety uh, nine. I'm, I'm probably saying ninety four, ninety six, ninety seven. I don't know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Ninety four. I mean, all right. Well, let's do this. All right, 500 Miles is huge. Slam was huge. Whoop, there it is. It's like a party song for little kids. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to take Fantastic Voyage and regulate, and I swear over that easy, right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to have 94 win that little sub-bracket. Let's do sub-brackets, okay? Okay. We've got 95 versus 96. So you've got This Is How We Do It, Kiss from a Rose, and Waterfalls versus You Ought to Know, Crossroads, and Always Be My Baby. Ooh, that's a matchup. That's a matchup. You know what? I think um, I think ninety five is going to win, but ninety six is going to hang around and maybe uh, maybe play in the losers bracket. Yeah, I think if we were giving out trophies for fourth place, ninety six <laughs> would be all over it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Nothing wrong with silver, but there is something wrong with fourth. <laughs> the Olympics, by the way, the Olympics, the only place we're coming in second is like awesome, and coming in third is maybe the best feeling out of all of it. Because yeah. because you, you didn't come in fourth. Um, all right. So we're going to go 95. So it's going to be 94, 95, and we got 97 versus 98, which is not even close, right? Yeah, 97 is the winner there. Okay, so here we go. We got, we got 97, we got 95, and 94. Mm-hmm. We may have to look back into the depth now a little bit, okay? Yeah. Because if you look at 90, 94... You've got Fantastic Voyage, you've got Regulate, you've got I Swear. But then you've got Don't Turn Around, you got Can You Feel the Love Tonight, you got Janet Jackson's song I Don't Even Know, Anytime, Anyplace, and on and on, which is probably a great song, I just can't place it. You got Wild Night, you got I'll Make Love to You. I mean, that's a lot of jams. You got I Swear. I still think looking at 97 with all the stuff that was there, 97 is the flat out. Is the work. We're announcing the winner first. It's 97. So you think, you, you, so yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. Anytime you're not putting Mo Money, Mo Problems in the top three, um, because the Spice Girls and Hanson were just too good. Um, yeah. Yeah, 97, which is my high school graduation year. I'm just saying, class of 97. Boom. Oh. All right. 
So, and then we're looking at 95, which let's go between 95 and 94 for the silver and the bronze. I think you get, this is how we do it, Kiss from a Rose and Waterfalls. I got to take those three over Fantastic Voyage, Regulate, and I swear. What do you think? I agree, just because as much as we put I swear in it, if you actually like listen it to stinks. the song, it's such a bad song. It stinks. <laughs> yeah, because basically what you do is this. You go, I swear versus Kiss from a Rose. Kiss from a Rose is better, Okay. You've got two party songs. You've got a party song in Regulate, and you've got a party song and This Is How We Do It. Or no, sorry. Fantastic Voyage, and This Is How We Do It. Two party songs. i got to go This Is How We Do It on that one. Sorry, Coolio. Yeah. And then, you know, okay, fine. You've got Regulator versus Waterfalls, which I'll take Regulator, but I say three out of four people would probably take Waterfalls. Yeah. Like every, yeah. Wo- every woman and half of the men would probably take Waterfalls over Regulate. Despite yeah. That. All right, so let's do this. Of all these songs... And I know Regulate's going to be hard to thrown. I scared. What's, what's your favorite song? Uh, uh, I might have to go with This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. I'm not going to lie. Can somebody get me the name of Montel Jordan's publicist? i got to have this guy on because I mean, I'm going to try to go against this, but just because we're actually doing pretty good on time right now. Um, yeah. And I actually probably will agree with you. But This Is How We Do It. I still know all the words, and I could do it a cappella right now if I needed to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that anybody has the time or energy for that, but um, every girl in my high school knew the words of that song. Every kid in my high school knew the words of that song. That song was dynamite. Um, all right, I think if we're taking all the songs and putting them back in the hopper, um, I do think 500 Miles um, yeah. is probably a little bit more mass appeal. Um, uh-huh. Just saying, not, not saying it's better. I'm just saying, I would yep, say, I, I would definitely say Crossroads on its own, unbelievable. You want to know on its own is a great song. Um, uh, I I also think that when you're just going with straight popularity of songs, people know. Yeah. Well, there it is. It's going to get votes because everybody, like the people who don't know anything, will just click that button. Boop shakalaka shakalaka shakalaka. <laughs> Are you asking me to put up a a a, a Twitter? Uh, maybe I should put up a Twitter. <laughs> poll on at Gavin Viano and I may even put the results on filibusterfreestyle.com Andy I may do a little poll on what the best mid 90s summer jam was everybody likes your poll everybody likes my <laughs> still a family podcast but you are flirting with disaster my friend alright here's what I'm going to say uh, getting jiggy with it is just that was back when Will Smith could do no wrong great song um too, too close to personal favorite. Ghetto Superstar is personal favorite. I'm yeah. going to go with this. If I had to, gun to my head, be like, here is what 90s summer jams are all about, okay? I'm putting Semi-Charm Kind of Life up against yeah. This Is How We Do It. Yeah. And frankly, I, I like, I, I mean, it's I, you have demographics crashing into each other. You have demographics crossing over. Um, I, I like it. And I think, honestly... If I asked you tonight, Andy, whether you're in the Gulf Coast of Florida or in the Piedmont of North Carolina or up in good old Worcester, Massachusetts, and I said, what's more likely to come on tonight? Or not, not tonight, Sunday night, but like on a big night at like a 90s theme bar. This is how we do it or semi-charm kind of life. The answer is both. Yeah, and, and I think I want to make it clear that to the people, we're not necessarily saying these are our favorite songs. No. These are the summer jams and how they fit into the... 
Yeah. So all we did was we looked at the top 10 songs from the basically the first week in August on Billboard. These are not our choices. And we're just weeding out the facts. Because you and I, yeah. investigatory journalists. <laughs> yeah. And, and like the couple that like, this is how we do it, was not like number one that week or in the top 10 that week. And neither was getting jiggy with it. But if you look back, those were the summer jams. And also the quintessential... The quintessential summer jam formula is that it actually does come out in March or April. And by the yeah. time it's Memorial Day or Fourth of July, people in their 30s and 40s and 60s, they're starting to sing along too because the song has taken over America. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's fantastic. In fact, it's so fantastic that I need to do a little something here called bringing back our old buddy Keith Norton, voice actor Keith Norton, because frankly... Uh, and I gotta find it, so I'm vamping here a little bit. If you have any more Andre Risen stories, feel free. <laughs> I do not have any Andre right. Risen. Well, the good news, I found it. So here's voice after Keith Norton coming back for our outlandish theory of the week. Here it comes. Mr. Rogers was a Navy SEAL. Alligators roam the New York City sewer system. Gavin was Conan O'Brien's stunt double. Uh, these and more outlandish theories of the week. That's correct. Paris, Keith, it's Keith Norton, voice actor, KeithNorton.com. Bottom line is, we're going co-champions, Andy. We're going semi-charmed life. We're going this is how we do it. And somewhere, Montel Jordan and the guys from Third Eye Blind are planning a tour to bring that to the masses. I, I think to make the tour more popular, actually Montel Jordan would have to sing semi-charmed kind of life. And third eye blind would have to think, sing. This is how we do it. Tell you what, that is the other outlandish theory of the week. Hey, Roscoe P. I know you're listening. I know you have some time on your hands. You're in the studio as we speak. Uh, maybe do mashup versions of those two songs and Drilling Threes will release them for Christmas. Andy, what are your predictions for filibuster freestyle football league? Pain like Clubber Lang? Are you predicting pain? I uh, what? what? <laughs> Well, I, I basically did a Bob Costas where I, I pontificated and then asked you a question at the end. Because I thought when, when, when in Rocky Three, when the guy asks Mr. T's character, Clubber yes. Lang, what are your predictions for the fight? And he just says, pain. <laughs> and all I'm saying is, are you predicting pain for the other teams in our league in fantasy oh, football? Okay, I wasn't sure if we were going to be in pain, they were going to be in pain, if I even had to go along with pain. Um, all my only prediction is that we do not start out 0-6 this year. We went 0-6 and we almost, we almost made the playoffs. Yeah. Good for us. Andy, anything else you want to get to? By the way, we've got to have you on. Uh, well, when the U.S. Open ends, we're going to do takes on that. Football season's coming. Uh, looking forward to a lot more Andy Maslin. Last thing, are you guys going home for Thanksgiving this year? When am I going to see you in person? I don't know. Um, Dell will go home for Thanksgiving. Christmas is a maybe. Um, just... A lot of things up in the air. Well, you know what uh, that means. I might have to come see you again, my friend. Yes, yes. Um, I do have my theory on why the bronze medal, you can celebrate it. Let's hear it. That'd be great. And, and I was anti-celebrating second place and third place for a long time. Because you've evolved, you evolved on this issue. But here's here's it's it's kind of random sports where it's not like they're playing. You know, yes, they have their world championships in different tournaments. But nobody like cares. But the Olympics are every four years. Correct. So, so basically, if you take the three winners, if, if you take first, second, and third place, spread it out over four years, it's like, all right, well, we it's have less than a, It's less than one winner per year. It's like we have three people celebrating over four years. That's not that bad. Yeah, it's, it's not like it's 12 people or nine people. It's, it's three over. You're right. 
And to your no. point, nobody televises like uh, the kayaking world championships or even like women's lightweight rowing or you know like like this is their one moment in the sun. Like you got darn right, I got third place. I am loving this right now. Is it? like u.s like kayak training center like outside of charlotte sure is the uh, whitewater center boom fun fact of the day fun fact trivia question andy mazlin extraordinaire all right well i like that you're you've got a good theory there that's not bad any predictions were at halftime of notre dame texas 21 14 texas is up what do you think is going to happen the game is in austin um i think texas ends up winning notre dame comes back and goes up Texas comes back and wins in a crazy, crazy thing. Um, and this continually happens to Notre Dame for the first few weeks of the season until they actually name one of the guys the starting quarterback. Correct. And then what were your, what's your last thing I'll ask you about? Your hot takes in the first full day of college football yesterday. Any, any surprises? Uh, Alabama looked real good. Yep. The SEC looked real bad. Yep. Um, you know who looked good was the Big Ten. Yeah. Because they had a couple of nice head-to-head wins, like like Wisconsin beating LSU at Lambeau Field and Green Bay. But also you had your two flagships, uh, Notre Dame and Ohio State, just pummeling uh, just pummeling teams. Which, you mean uh, Michigan and Ohio State? I'm sorry, absolutely. Notre Dame's on the brain, and we just talked about it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, neither the Notre Dame nor Michigan fan base is thrilled with yours truly right now. <laughs> yeah, um, big win for Houston. I think Houston gets this win. This is going to put them in the top five. I still think, as good as they are, they lose a stupid game in the American. Yeah, um, you, you're at up. a point where you're Houston. You Houston is in what we used to call Boise State land, which is you don't get to screw up. You know, Alabama. Yeah. Alabama. I don't know if they'll lose two games this year because of the fact that the rest of the league looks so bad yesterday and they looked good. But my point is, Alabama can lose one, maybe even two. Houston can't lose a game, and they had to beat Oklahoma, which they did. So. Yeah. Yeah, and as, as I always like to root for chaos, I would love to see Louisville win the ACC, lose to Houston, because they play later in the year, nice. but then Houston loses the game in the American, so it's like, well, wait. And so Louisville goes to the playoff, and Houston <laughs> yeah. doesn't, even though they won head-to-head. And that's exactly why college football is the best and the most frustrating sport to follow over the next four months. Um, all right, brother, last thing, NFL starting. Tom Brady sitting four games. How does Jimmy G do, or how do the Patriots do, really, in the first four games? Two and two. Two and two. We can live with that. I, I mean, Jimmy, Jimmy, I, I, some of these Patriots fans like act like Jimmy G is the second coming of Brady. He may be, but he hasn't shown in the preseason. I mean, and not that I'm one to break down film, but when yeah. you watch these guys break down film, they're showing read after read after read that he's missing. Yeah. And you can't the Patriots offense. You can't do that and be successful. Correct. It's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle if they can go two and two, and if Brady comes back and plays well and they stay healthy, they should have a real good spot at the driver's seat for a bye in the first round. All right, brother, I'm hitting the outro. Stick around for a minute. We'll catch up. I know we've got some some fun things we talked about in the pre-show that I can catch you up on a little bit. And uh, with that, I'll talk to you later, buddy. Thanks for being on. Nice. <laughs> Andy Maslin, lawyer extraordinaire. Check out the website.